Welcome to the Atlanta Tennis Podcast. Every episode is titled, It Starts With Tennis and Goes From There. We talk with coaches, club managers, industry business professionals, technology experts, and anyone else we find interesting. We want to have a conversation as long as it starts with tennis. Hey, hey, this is Sean with the Atlanta Tennis Podcast, powered by Go Tennis. And in this episode, we talk with Mark Sigan of True Tennis VR. True Tennis VR lets you play tennis anytime, anywhere. With a MetaQuest 2, their True Racket, and the True Tennis VR software, you're able to work out, build skills, compete on leaderboards, and work with your coach anytime, anywhere. Have a listen and let us know what you think. Our job is to make you look good and get to know you and a little bit about True Tennis VR, but I want you to start with yourself, if you don't mind, and tell me who, who you are, kind of a little bit of, we, we just found out you, you graduated Princeton, so that's a connection that we have. So from there to, how would you tell your story as to how you ended up working with uh, True Tennis VR? Well, there are two threads to that, right? Uh, there's uh, there's tennis, and and uh, and then there's technology and, and so-called career. Um, you know, I graduated from Princeton with a degree in philosophy, which of course takes you into product development. You too. I have a philosophy degree myself. Yes. Well, all right. Then naturally, you ended up doing tennis. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I, I immediately went into product development, invention, really, and. Uh, for many years, I was inventing, uh, oh, there's another thread too. Uh, there's a music thread. Uh, there's, uh, we invented um, a lot of toys, a lot of high-tech Christmas decorations, uh, the first musical greeting card. Um, the, if you ever look, look up um, uh, Fisher Price's uh, triple, uh, triple arcade tournament table, which was this enormous thing, great fun. Um, Goodness, uh, look up animated animations and animation art that moves and talks. Uh, worked with all the major studios, had a lot of fun. Uh, more recently, uh, I ran, uh, there was a company I co-founded many years ago in uh, so-called uh, Internet of Things, which means reading data from, from uh, machines and objects rather than talking to people. And this was uh, electric, uh, electric energy metering. And I, I ran that for a few years and um, just finished up that assignment, as it were, and uh, free to concentrate on true tennis VR at this point. The, the music piece, uh, given the, the music uh, musical greeting card, is I also am a little bit of a musician and write some pretty silly songs. That was going to be my next question. I have, I have a music performance minor. So I'm, no kidding. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a, I like to picture myself a musician a bit as well. So it's fun to hear. I'm like, oh, this is good. We're going to get along just fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I love to listen to music. There we go. You are. <laughs> You're like no, my I wife. Love it, but love to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife proved to me uh, against all my, all my uh, understanding of the world that there is such a thing as tone deafness. Yeah, no, I can prove it to you. I can do All it. right, good, good. <laughs> Why I believe it now? <laughs> I didn't. And and yet my daughter sings like you can't believe. So oh no, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's a I, I determined it's a pretty powerful gene because both my kids are pretty tone deaf, which is mm -hmm. bad. <laughs> but I I agree. It can skip. It, it can skip for sure. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. found it's not not directly 
genetic, but uh, we, we yeah. don't know. So you, you got music, you got invention, and yeah. you end up doing tennis in virtual reality. Right. My, uh, my dad played tennis, introduced us all to tennis. And, um, and of course, uh, we've been playing, uh, my brother and I, and, and, and with, with my dad, who's gone now, um, played uh, you know, a ton of tennis. My brother's an excellent player. I'm, I'm all right. Um, and uh, as you can imagine, I uh, created a strange game because I'm an inventor. And so I'm, I actually played two hands both sides. So and and I had to go through initially playing lefty and then switching to righty and then figuring out the grips, which was, you know, have to be devised. Got to figure it out. It's not obvious. The um, the, the VR piece was uh, was fantastic. Uh, my son uh, Max is uh, is a he's quite a good tennis player. Um, like you said, I wanted to, I wanted him to be nothing like me, as as you said, Bobby. Um, <laughs> So he's he's got a, a terrific serve and uh, some really nice ground strikes. The only similarity is he does play two hands both sides. Wow! Um, but he's got longer arms than I do. That's pretty good. Do you guys play cross-handed or on one side? Play, or um, no, I keep the well. You know, I can't swear what his grip is, but I keep the right the right hand at the bottom of the racket. So I just okay. no, I just rotate it. So you do. You, so you'll play cross-handed off of one side. Yes, exactly. Right. Off okay. the four. Yes. Off what's so my so-called forehand, yes. Exactly. Because I grew up with and a New Yorker as well, Molly Van Ostrand. And she made it to the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. Her father is probably 90 now and still two in the world. He's been two in the world since he was 40. And you know, in the in the age group king, wonderful player, wonderful man. But Molly was two-handed, one of you know, the early before Monica Sellis, because I'm old. Yeah, well, I hear you. I mean, it's it's a great game if you have the if you have the anticipation of Monica Sellis, you can do great yeah. damage with the control. Exactly. The uh, so, but but my son uh, is a uh, is is a meta guy, and uh, and he uh, he got me the the headset a while ago, and we we were I think we were playing ping pong on it, and he said, and we sort of at the same moment said this would be fantastic as tennis. And uh, and we started down the path, and turned it into a little startup, and we got a great team around us of uh, not just him helping out, but uh, a couple of other engineers and uh, mechanical engineers and physicists, because that's you know it's one of the major things that uh, that we focused on because there are limitations to to the VR technology as it is, which are hard to overcome to to get a a really top quality simulation that, that a tennis player who plays it is going to enjoy playing. I don't know if you may have experienced that already. We haven't. And that's one of the things Bobby and I have been talking about. My gosh, gentlemen. Well, because <laughs> the goggles aren't free, one. Right. You've got to figure out, okay, how do we compare these VR systems? Because there are a few out there mm -hmm. and it isn't, just the kind of thing of okay a few months ago i did this or a few months ago i did that bobby and i are scheming an idea to be able to come up with part of our industry day is we want to bring in some of the vr systems those that would be interested because i'd like to go from court one to court two to court three and say okay here's 
True Tennis VR. Here's VR number two. He's yeah, Pepsi versus Coke. Sure. I would love to just really compare them because as a tennis player, I will admit I am fully skeptical that this is going to feel anything real. Yeah, I, good. I don't believe it yet. And I really am looking forward because I, I we've talked to the true believers of how good these things are. And whether or not Jack Sock tells me it's great is, is not for me. I need to know, okay, is this real is this real meaning i can feel it and there's a there's a special thing that the physicist there's, there's a magic you have to have if you're gonna if you're gonna convince me in vr that this is gonna look even remotely like real tennis making it feel like real tennis i have no idea how that's gonna work right when when you say f i mean this you you've you've hit on you know critical questions there right um first of all what's your you know what's the point What's the idea of what we're doing? Uh, we want to get lots of reps in. We want to make sure that how you swing produces a recognizable result to a pretty degree of pretty good degree of precision. You don't want it to be like, oh, you open the racket face, you get kind of a slice. You uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can do drop shots. And above all, it should require that if you are hitting with, you know, it's really funny. I'm looking. You're both up here, and I'm looking at you right now, Sean, because you asked the questions, like <laughs> arranging a room. Um, you want to make it so that you know in your bones that if I use actually proper technique, say for the volley, that that will optimize the result. Not that I can poke at it or something. You know, people often, people, the, the, the memory that people have of Wii tennis, for example, is unbelievable. Yeah. Right? Well, that was great. But of course, you know, anything you did, you just take that little rectangular control, you poke it, and you get a beautiful result. That ain't going to happen in true tennis uh, at all. Um, part of the simulation, of course, is using a racket. And that if you don't, if you grips are everything in tennis, and, and of course, swing weight to a considerable degree. So we've got, we've got a pretty nifty racket. And it's extremely engineered meaning we killed ourselves on this on this thing in developing it it's um it's extreme i mean first of all it's very very durable very easy if i show you you know you, you put the controller in here for a reason and we may be jumping ahead you know here's the the actual quest 2 controller is what used to be called the oculus you know the the, the headset is is this guy uh-huh You've you've seen this, your your uh, viewers apparently. No, Bobby, you haven't had a chance to play with any of it yet either, right? No, I have not. I put it I've on once. It, I, got, played with it. I got to walk through a space station at a friend's house. Right. That was about all I've like putting it on. That's as far as I got. Okay, it's a pretty. It's a, you know it's it's really fascinating. One of the things that happens is somebody goes, "Hey, hey, you want to try out uh, virtual reality tennis?" And they put the thing on, and they're just minds are blown. Well, their minds are initially blown just because virtual reality will blow your mind. Never mind whether whether the particular implementation of tennis is any any good yet. Well, then they try the tennis, and there's a whole different experience. You you feel like you're on a tennis court. The quest two is is a, is a very important step in VR. This particular product because it's so called um, inside out, which means you don't need stanchions standing in the room to tell you. For, to tell it where it is it figures out where it is in the room you turn your head and it it's not like 
a computer screen where I'm turning my head and oh, the screen's over there. No, no, this is like I'm turning within the room, up and down everywhere. And it's fantastic. Um, it's, I would say certainly within VR, it's revolutionary. And there are a lot of apps it has. Many of them, of course, are what I would call sort of native VR apps. By app, everybody knows what an app is. We have it in our phones, we download them, right? And that's what any of these are. The True Tennis VR is an app that plays with this, with the True Racket. The, the, thing, about, um, the thing about the app is it has to, it lives within the technological limitations of the Quest 2. And there are some. Getting, because the, the, the underlying software can implement physics, bouncing, the ball travel, all of these things to a certain degree and to, as I said, to a certain degree of realism and precision. And we got pretty obsessive about that and have a, as we did on the racket, I guess. And, uh, you know, I, I think what one of the two main things that distinguishes us is, apart from the racket is, um, is the realism. I don't think, uh, I think it's pretty uh, unusual. I would argue even unique. Um, the, the, the physicists who worked on it, they pushed themselves and it's, uh, it's great. They're both astrophysicists, which I like to joke means they're experts at um, spheres moving through space. In this case, fuzzy yellow ones. There you go. In that case, yeah, that, that's, a good, that's a good couple of guys to have. I guess a couple yeah. of guys. Yeah. Good yeah. people yeah. to have. And uh, that, that God, that's so much fun. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to play with all this because the, well, the got concept to. has got to be so difficult to create if you don't, if you don't know what you're doing. Like you said, you, it sounds like you've done a good job of getting the right team around you, getting the right people around you to say, okay, I'm not an astrophysicist, so I, don't, I, I can't do this. And then I need a technologist to do that. And it's not just me as an inventor going, okay, cool. I'm going to put a stick on a hula hoop and here yeah, we go. we're going to do it. Right. That's, these are, these are great points. I mean, I'll tell you that, for example, in developing the racket, because I've, I've developed hundreds of products, many of them electronic, but all of them requiring some degree of mechanics too. And I, I know who to engage with, how to make these things, what, what sort of criteria means, oh, this is good. This is acceptable. For users, for consumers, you know, the big thing with this is you have to make as much of it transparent to the user as possible. I'm not looking for somebody to become a technology expert. And what's critical is I was distinguishing a native app from something else. The big thing here is that our app, True Tennis VR, is intended to take you from there and not to stay there, not to live there. Get onto a tennis court. That's where it's aiming all the time. The reps you get here should benefit what you're doing on the tennis court. Maybe some for reaction, maybe from some for accuracy, always for a good swing, et cetera. The one thing, you know, you mentioned how it feels. So you're holding a racket. I got the right grip. This, this is, that's, that's my backhand grip. That's my forehand grip. Um, the one thing you don't you don't get really convincingly from this is kick the, the impact of the ball, right? That is a it's a different class of physics problem. There's an argument that you know the, the what I call the uh, lemons to lemonade argument, which you know they say uh, you know if you've got lemon lemons make lemonade. 
what we what are we doing when we do shadow swings? Right? We're practicing a proper swing and acceleration, etc. Well, here's here's a whole class of shadow swings everybody can do with a ball, right? With a result that is insisting itself on proper technique. You see what I mean? So I want impact. I want to swing through the ball. That's what you guys are always telling me, right? <laughs> swing through the ball. Don't don't pull up. Don't tense for the moment of contact, right? So that that's the argument for not going toward looking for that impact and saying, it's the, hey, yeah, that's is, why I'm going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is, this is the target for that, which is okay. You're doing your shadow swings. Don't come to me wondering when we're coming out with the impact feeling. Like that's not that's not. Um, if I if. You know, we, we've done a lot of research on that and, and we have we have paths. But I would say the real point is I'm joking when I say lemons to lemonade. It's a, you know, I'm rationalizing, right? Oh, we don't have it. But isn't that great? You know, mm -hmm. what I'm what I'm really saying is um, it's not something we're rushing toward because there's so much benefit to be gained from doing what we're doing. And no reason to get it wrong. Well, that's for sure. That's 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 a great point, because I think we're I think we're looking at it and saying, OK, well, if I do this, this just. You know what? No, you're not there yet. The, yeah. If, if you generate that, say, hey, we've got the impact down and we don't think you're there yet, you lose credibility. So from your point of view, you're going, hey, look, this is shadow swings. It's going to give you a result. We will, when we have an impact, when we can create that impact and it's right, then we will let you know. But we're not jumping. So this, this is recorded. I don't have to write that down for my own use later. <laughs> you are welcome good. to use it. <laughs> I'll take that. Because that's what we—that's what we've been looking to hear. Because there's always somebody yeah. out there, and it's, a, it's another question I want to ask about how you're promoting. Because everybody goes out and says, "We've got this new product. It's amazing. It's the greatest thing ever." Here, we've hired a famous person to tell you how much they love it. But it, okay, well, like I, I mentioned, Jack Sock earlier, right? He's a guy I've seen with the goggles on and, and doing his thing. I'm like, okay, well, I get it, but you're being paid to do that, so. There's a little bit of, do you really love it? Can I have an off the record conversation with Jack Sock and find out what he really thinks? But in this case, it is the, the feeling that says, okay, here's what we've created. Here's why. And here's how we're promoting. Are you promoting this as a, not as a coaching tool? Are you promoting this as a practice tool? Is this something for me to get my steps in just doesn't really matter. I need to go out and do some swings and get some exercise. What's your What's your target? We've got our target market here in Atlanta. Yeah, you named three things, right? That were that are what we're after. It's essentially right now. Right now, it's essentially a simulation, and as accurate and great feeling, with the exception of the impact, as can be. And what we've done, we're we're not doing that much promotion because we we you discovered us, for example. And we have a, a little growth curve because what we want right now, and that's why we, you know, we're not charging for the use of the software, for example. We do charge a pretty, pretty attractive price for the racket. It's $50, which is yeah, yeah we're that's kind of kind of goofy, but we want people to be able to use it. And what we want is their comments. And we have a nice little community of users who I talk to all the time as a result. Where do you have that? Say again. Where oh, is no, that? Talk to me up by email. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So you say community yeah. of users, and we hang out with enough Gen Zers that uh, I'm like, are you on Discord or where? You know, where are you? No, uh, no, no we're not Discord yet. Right. 
Um, okay. you, know, you, you guys uh, made a really interesting point. You, you brought it up just now then, Sean, uh, about Gen Zers. You, uh, you, I think one of your recent podcasts, because uh, you mentioned games got to get younger. There, well, there are, there are two obstacles to that. There's one called practice, and uh, right, and 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 the other is access. And what we've got here is a technology, and you know, obviously that we were just talking earlier. Get me a four-year-old, right? So, you know, a fourteen or fifteen-year-old is going to be real comfortable in VR. And once they're told, hey, this thing that you're doing, this is going to make you a tennis player. And we would, what we're aiming at is becoming just a great way to learn to play real tennis on a real court. I like that. That's the target of growing the sport. I think there was a quote, yeah, that is quote Bobby, Bobby's quoted as saying, you know, we spend too much time promoting a player or the players as opposed to promoting the sport. And I know, I know Bobby's just as excited as I am to at some point put one of these goggles on. Well, first of all, I want everybody out there to know for the next week, I'm going to be talking like this and drinking my coffee different because I've been triggered. <laughs> Listen I to that. Like in college again, I just left Texas. I went back to New York for the summer. And now I come back to Texas with a much more creative vocabulary. So I already see the problems from this conversation. Where, where, has my voc where has my vocabulary been creative or colorful? I, that, I think that's just implicit, Bobby. <laughs> so I, I, I know I'm going to be bad for the next <laughs> I'm apologizing ahead of time because I've been triggered. No, so no, love it. I love what you're saying because it is. And you are the first person, this is the third virtual company we've spoken to that has actually even brought up the fact that it's not going to feel the same way. So we, we definitely appreciate that fact because that was one of the big things. I, I, I'm all about the shadow swings. I think it's great. I think it's a great way to introduce the sport. And we talk about it all the time using the words technology and accessibility. So love the fact that that's what we're going toward. Love the fact introducing to a four-year-old like we'd introduce any other video game that they'd want to take the next step because, hey, at four years old, it's not an enjoyable game. You're, you're either doing something you're doing with a parent because you love the parent. It's not because you love tennis. You're hanging out with your parent. And that's a misconception that a lot of people have of the greats. They weren't playing tennis. They were playing with their parent. Jimmy that's Connors was hanging with his mother. He didn't know about tennis at four years old. So, yeah, I, I love the perspective at which you're taking it from. But my first question always, how heavy is the racket? Because you brought up Wii and I laugh because a lot of people got hurt playing Wii because the racket was so light that they would swing too hard right. and they'd walk out the next day saying, God, my elbow's killing me. So where's the racket as far as weight? It is the actual weight of it, which has to, of course, include the controller, is about 13 ounces. So fantastic. It's fine. Yeah. The, the other thing to, that, that you got to keep in mind is there's a difference between swing weight and, and actual net weight, right? Because you could put the thing on a scale. You could, you could put all of the 13 ounces down here. You got a headache, right? Right. Um, but that's not where it is. We've tried to place the center of mass as close to a real racket as possible given the other constraints. Right. Well, and that's, I mean, and rackets have changed. Most of them equal balance now. I mean, Wilson was notorious historically making a head heavy racket and they got out of the business. Everybody's pretty equal because of the way this, the play, game is played. So that's great. So now, and you brought it up and, and I'm no mathematician. I'm not even going to pretend. Can mathematics help simulate swing speed with, you know, 
with the weight of the racket to get you an idea, even though you might not necessarily feel how hard you're hitting it, could you mathematically extrapolate and say, well, this is, we're in an area of, this is what you'd be seeing. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what we're doing. I mean, that's so much of what we've concentrated on. Um, You know, without that, I don't know where the simulation is. You, you, again, you, you, you want to, for whatever the swing is, you want the result, where the ball goes, how much spin it has on it, what direction is this? We got side spin tops, well, you know, everything. Uh, you know, there's, a, of course, you know, there's a, the way a ball travels through the air is important. And all of that is um, included. So, yes, is the answer, of course. Fantastic. And how much space do you need? Depends on the particular routine you're doing, and each one identifies it. You know, you can usually get away with about six, six front to back and eight wide. More is better. You'll feel less constrained. Um, you won't uh, harm the cat or uh, break break a lamp. <laughs> you're inside. No oopses. Right. Well, and, and then so, do you give any feedback on the physical exertion t- side? I mean, not just the tennis, but I mean, a lot of people pen- Peloton. You know, just the the actual experience where you could actually, you know, how many steps, you know, what kind of calories do you do anything along those lines? It's a good question, even a good suggestion. No, we haven't yet. But um, I will tell you, it's really interesting. The better the better player that uses it, the quicker they become sweaty using it. It's really interesting because of their insistence upon executing every piece of the physical movement correctly. I mean, you know, it's ingrained. They can't help it. It's fascinating. So for now, we can basically just attach it to our Apple Watch or our lace clips or whatever we have on there that we can work out and track it. That'd be really cool to have the have that part of your technology as well at some point. Yeah, uh, we have not done that, but that is certainly something that's worth doing because I, I you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I made a note of it earlier. Um, for exercise, this thing's fantastic. I mean, you know, repeating tennis strokes is is good exercise. Yeah, we've talked about that because that's part of what we believe the market here is where it's okay, maybe it's not the the elite player that's jumping into this every time. Maybe that's not the only target because we've got the kids that are playing video games and now they're getting their exercise. But I think a parent might look in and, you know, the kid goes to bed and the parents sneaking in, grabbing the kid's toy. going, I'm going to go in the garage. I'm going to get myself some exercise, get some reps in before my match in the morning. That's that's exactly right. And I mean, one of the tools, one of the one of the great uses for this as a tool, is um, is warming up. You can get some really concentrated concentrated time in doing a lot of hits. I mean, ten minutes of this thing is is fantastic. I know people have done it for an hour. I think uh, that's 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 a good chunk. But uh, but the the exercise piece of it and the warm up for being on the court is fantastic. Yeah, we've thought of uh, we've thought of a few ways this could do well because one of our targets is to get this information to Metro Atlanta specifically. So we've always got Metro Atlanta and the style of tennis player that we have here in mind when we when we have conversations like this. And it's not even just the tennis player. I mean, take we tennis aside, plenty of kids were learning how to keep score, and that's a question I haven't looked into the software specifically. Is this drill related? Do you have? Do I have the ability to play against a friend or a robot or be able to? Is there any of that yet? Not yet. Okay. We, um, we we've you know we've concentrated on the simulation aspect. There's a little uh, little robot who's uh, 
He's a cute little robot. And his name is Woody, because as you, I don't know if you, you look at the website where uh, Mark Woodford is uh, associated with us. He's a great oh, friend. He's, um, do you know him? Have you met him? Uh, don't know him personally, no, but we know him. We know of him, certainly. Yeah, he's a spectacular guy. He's extraordinary. And he's been uh, a great help in uh, in a million ways. And, uh, you know, in, in, you know, working through a lot of the routines and, and performance. You know, to that to that point, I wouldn't argue, for example, that some world class player living right now, a world class player playing at the top of the game, is going to use this to improve his, you know, to work on his strokes. Certainly not uh, there, and that goes to some extent to the limitations of the hardware of the uh, of the headset. This is really good from you know beginner to four five five zero. Yeah, and that's and that's so much fun because we're we're trying to figure out where this goes as everybody talks about affordability and accessibility and all those terms we have a different view of some of those things here in Atlanta because Tennessee is mostly free and so when we have that question especially coming coming out of uh out of New Jersey or New York that New England side or the California side of tennis especially what in the Chicago area up there where the weather doesn't allow you to play all the time you need indoor courts tennis gets expensive in other places but it's relatively free here so a little bit of the argument of saying, well, hey, we're making it more accessible. From our point of view, that's a rain day or the, you know, twice a year that you don't want to go outside because it's below 30 degrees, right? But in this case, it's such a great addition to what we can offer because as an example, my Tennis for Children business offers rain day workouts for our beginner kids. And I don't know that we're going to get every kid in, you know, in a $400 set of goggles with the, all the stuff. Because that's that's actually making it more expensive from an Atlanta point of view, but if you've already got it, which a lot of these a lot of these families do, it really be wonderful to say, okay, everybody put on your put on your Meta Quest Two. Is that did I get that right? Meta Quest. 2? Well, yes. Exactly. At some point, I'm gonna I'm gonna have all this ready to go, um, and I'll I'll be competent with the conversation. But and then do your shadow swings, and that's one of those things. Step, pivot, forehand, step, pivot, you know, split step, pivot. All those things that we just would love, the kids would be even more excited doing it without their physical tennis racket in this case, because the parents are less scared they're going to break a lamp. Well, yeah, and that's called homework. Yep. Right? <laughs> exactly what we call it. <laughs> yep. And that's, and here's a, here's a case where you can assign it. And um, you said you do your homework and the, yeah, oh yeah, tough homework though. I wish my homework had been like that, right? Exactly. Different from school. Well, uh, Bobby, you got anything else? I want to run to my. Well, I mean, I, I, I was just looking at the video because the other question I had is is trying: is there a component where they can watch themselves after they've participated? There, yeah. There's a there's a way. It's it's an interesting uh, thing. You can there's a thing called casting, and I suppose you can record that too. You can record the entire thing. Okay. There's some buttons you got to push. It's not. That isn't the most user-friendly. You could record it yourself internally. We have not done anything to implement that, as, but that's an interesting suggestion too. Um, there's also a way to project it onto your TV, but that can have that can slow the whole system down. It, it's it right. sucks up computing resources. So I just look at it from a coaching standpoint, as I tell, with, we deal a lot with adults, that as an adult, you do lose out on the actually watching other players, you know, growing up in New York, we had certain court hours 
you know, the club would open up Saturday morning for us early and it was for free. We were allowed to hang out until 12 o'clock. If, you know, court happened to open up, we could run down and get 10 more minutes, 15 more minutes hitting. But, you know, we had to watch a lot of tennis and adults don't, you know, they, they show up, they play and they leave. And I, you know, I love the fact that you, when you're playing, you see the spacing, first of all. So you start the idea of training on another object, which I think, you know, we take for granted, but people don't realize that, you know, they spend so much time focusing. Part of the, the progression in a player is learning that there's somebody besides you on the court. You know, we said, okay, you're still on the hit the ball phase. I'm I at think that's, how a, you're, that's you're, a society-wide problem. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. Exactly. But they're but that you know, that's the other part that they're gonna get the extra reps in a fun environment, right. ex exposing them to something that they don't take enough responsibility for. Well, I would say uh part of my answer to that is stay tuned. We believe that uh as a tool for coaching, this is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. For accountability of you know, making making good use. So, you know, it's like it's like anything, you know. I've I've you know, Sean, my, my instrument's piano. So what did I do when I was a kid? I had the lesson on Saturday morning or whatever it is. And did I practice until the next Saturday morning? No. <laughs> what is the point? Yes. No, it's true. And, and, and in order to get proficient, you have to practice. In order to practice, you have to love. You know, I had a daughter who, you know, her singing became her instrument because piano was difficult. And I'm like, of course it's difficult. If it was easy, everybody would play piano. But you're going to be glad that you have this rudimentary knowledge later in life. Again, when you're talking to a child, later in life is tomorrow. So it, it kind of gets lost in the translation. But there's a lot of truth to this. So the more fun we can make it, the more likely they're going to gravitate and pick it up to it. So th there's definitely a future. And, and you think, like you said, the warm up alone, whether it be jumping rope, we all and the, and the benefits of static versus dynamic, you know, you see, you still see it. People go out there and do st static stretches. Like you're going to hurt yourself, do dynamic first, get loose, then come back. But you know, this is the way they were trained. All these things, you wouldn't have to say it anymore. People would just pick it up. I'm going to go hit my headset for 15 minutes and I'm going to walk on the court in a sweat. Think about a boxer. They never walked out, not sweating. You know, they would, they would do a workout before they got in the ring because you got to break a sweat before you go compete. And this is just going to help. Yeah, that's that's these are great points. I mean, I, I certainly, you know, this is what you do. Feel free to use them. Here, I'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's coming up next, Mark? What do you what do you have? Well, we got we're, we're expanding a lot of things We're you know, in terms of visualizations, facilitation of coaching. I, I won't go beyond that. But uh, but we see it as a look, this is a platform for learning tennis. And what we had to do is perfect our platform. And it's pretty damn close right now. So. Nice. And I, li I like that transparency, as Bobby says, it's transparency, it's humility. It says, this is where we are. This is what we are now. We're not trying to take over the world. We're going to get this piece right. And the next steps, we'll let you know when we're there. There's not a lot of grandiose claims. Are we, will we be allowed to take over the world then? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. But take right. us with you. Yeah, I'll, like, you're going to let me know when I'm ready to take over the world. Well, yeah, we'll let you know. Then you okay, take cool. <laughs> I'll call you tomorrow. Mark, Perfect. you notice Sean has gotten a lot more animated through the course of this conversation, too. You see the hands are flying. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, but, you know, this is this is where New York meets meets Italian. Yeah. So you know, my wife is Italian, so I'm uh, I'm IBM, Italian by marriage. Yes. Ah. 
They say smart, like I've got my Ecuadorian flag hanging up, right? You got the Italy flag, see? Smart man. I like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use that smart, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the question, which is our favorite question. Well, it's my favorite question. And coming from your experience as a player, as an inventor, and as a tennis tennis fanatic, I think is what you you call yourself, a tennis nut. Sometimes it's not. Um, if you were king of tennis and you could change anything or adjust anything <laughs> or invent anything if you were king of tennis for a day or however long it took is there anything you would change about tennis today you know there are some um there are some really intractable international conflicts and uh, i would say the tennis governance with the tower of babel model that they seem to have is a big thing that we'd all want to change because there are so many participants and I think that uh, it'd be and you look at the things that uh, pop up that try to solve all of the problems for I would say you know starting with the players who are the that's the talent out there they got to live with this stuff and I, I would say tennis tennis governance I know they make efforts these are they're all expert and caring you know people who want to do the best thing but boy oh boy from what I've seen it's uh, if a king of tennis and well I'd have to be uh, smart enough to figure it out too, but uh, I think I'd start there. I appreciate the humility again. And when you say, and I'll, and I'll push a little and say, okay, when you say tennis governance, are you talking United States? Are you talking global? All world. These the are this world. is a, this is a international sport. People are people are in diverse parts of the world overnight. You know, they could lose today, and you know, two days later, they have to be on a court again on a different surface. It's unbelievable. Very true. Yeah, for what, what we what we witnessed, the effort and, and uh, commitment of these these kids is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll we'll follow up because we want to have you back, especially as your as your path with True Tennis VR. I'm sure it's TrueTennisVR.com for anybody listening. Yes, that's exactly True spelled T R U E T R U E. Yep. So True Tennis, your path with True Tennis takes you long. We want to bring you back and find out find out where you end up because again, you're taking us with you. And let me ask Mark. Obviously, you're aware of your competitors. I mean, that's sure. just my nature. So, and I, I, we want everybody to succeed in a perfect world. We've we've spoken, and different people have taken different approaches. And like I said, yours is refreshing. And the fact with what you know you've come across to us, do you see the possibility for combinations? I mean, does the technology match? Because I know one person's taking it a completely different angle, competitive. They want to do worldwide tournaments. And again, it all comes back to, I've, I've had people try to get in the, the beverage space. And I'm like, you know, you talk to anybody, there's one question, does it taste good? Forget about everything else. If it doesn't taste good, I don't care if it's the most, you know, we were talking about apple cider vinegar. You know, it's the healthiest thing in the world. I'm not drinking it because you can't, it's, it's horrible. Right. So if the product doesn't produce, you can have all the aspirations. So, you know, speak to that if you don't mind. Well, I, I want to say two things. I mean, you you basically went to the the, the most important issue, which is yeah, you you want to you want to make a a new soda. How's it taste? That's the that's cold foundation, right? You, what, what's the most important thing about a drink? I mean, what's more most important thing about reproducing tennis in a, in a technical you know artificial setting? And what you got to realize is this is this is a really weird problem. In virtual reality, there's nothing there. If you throw a ball. It means nothing. This is a completely, you have to reproduce every moment of, of everything in there. Build the foundation. 
The other thing I would say though is as as an inventor, as as an entrepreneur, I appreciate and admire anybody who's sticking it out there and trying, building something and trying to make it work. So hats off to them. I think what you know our approach, I think is is a wise approach. But uh, that would be my that would be my uh, response. Well, there you have it. We want to thank Rejuvenate for use of the studio. And be sure to hit that follow button. Also, we've been nominated for a podcast award, the best tennis podcast. For more about that, check the show notes. And with that, we're out. See you next time.